Live from Toronto and online via thecomicden.com, this is episode 36 of the Anime Roundtable. Greetings and salutations, Mike Nicholas with you as the Roundtable convenes for Thursday night, January 17th, 2008. On the agenda for tonight, the creator of Genshiken gave an interview with Publishers Weekly on anime and manga fandom. We'll talk about that since some of what he said was pretty interesting. We'll start going through the stockpile of bullets by talking about the Torstar Books 7 Seas partnership, art exhibits, and maybe even more closings. And of course, some memories of the holidays. That's coming up tonight on our first episode of 2008. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Comic Den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. I, I gotta, I gotta know when to start talking yeah. about the appropriate things. No, <laughs> let's stick with. The, okay, stick with the appropriate <laughs> things because we managed to calm it down last episode. Uh, yeah, we calmed it down with the, with, the, with uh, when with the brothers back. Oh, okay. Well, that's bound to happen when I'm not around. <laughs> we all figured that, and boy, it's it stayed to script. Uh, okay, I guess we should go with tradition uh, and greet everyone properly since this is the first show of the new year. Akimashite omedeto gozaimasu, or. Congratulations on crossing over into the new year, as, uh, as the saying goes. Uh, once again, top of the evening to you as the roundtable is now assembled. Yours truly, Mike Nicholas, condescending armchair TV and vidcast critic. <laughs> oh, You've got a new title, I see. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story behind that, and I'll, I'll tell you guys during the break, but anyone else who's been keeping up over the last month uh, will know this story, So, but I'll tell you guys a little, little bit later on. But I, 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 we have to we have to at least say that once. You know the story, right, James? Yeah, I know the story. Yeah, it's a long one. It's a fun one, though. Uh, industry observer James Austin, as you heard, is here. Fine arts major Angela Jordan to my right, and defender of hentai justice Adam Grant. Um, that's around the table tonight. Uh, well, first, as I said, first show of the new year, and tradition. The other tradition is: Does anyone have a Christmas story, a holiday story to share, just for a couple minutes before we get started? Other than being really, really drunk. I'm sure you had all day. You sound like you had a great Christmas. The, well, usually, okay. My my family's tradition is generally we get up at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> wow! Wow! Five <laughs> thirty. Yeah, start drinking champagne. Wow. Um, we're usually done the champagne around seven thirty eight in the morning. Yeah, we're still talking in the morning. We're still talking morning. Okay, <laughs> but by that time, can't wait, you, can't wait for the evening. By traditionally, the way. you you know at that point you have like the whole day to sort of sleep off or wear off whatever alcohol you've got in you and by dinner you're fine right round um, two <laughs> yeah. except um this year uh my brother had to work he, he was working some overnight security job so he wasn't getting back till eight so he delayed it a little we got up at eight started drinking then by about noon we had finished all the champagne we had and we mm-hmm. had a fair bit extra than normal then um I had to go with my girlfriend back to Toronto. I assume you were sober on the drive. No, because we right. pretty much... I wasn't driving. Oh. She was. Oh. Wow. So we pretty much left like, you know, 10 minutes after I'd finished my the last glass of champagne. This was the evening. So we drive back to Toronto. We have to go visit her dad. At we, this point, I'm tipsy, but okay. That must have been interesting if you stopped by a ride. And, and that's the first time I've met this. I've met her dad. Oh. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but see, I thought I was, you know, everything was going to be worn off by dinner. So we got to her mom's place at three, and they started handing me wine. Oh, Ooh. no. What type of wine? It right? was white, so it at least sort of meshed with okay, the champagne. Okay, it's all meshed. Okay. That's but, like, so I didn't, we didn't leave there, and I wasn't done my wine till like, ten. So I was gone. Make it sound I like, like, drink make it like the rest of it's a blur, right? The rest of it's a blur. Well, no, it's, I remember everything. It's just, it, it was a very, very interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Christmas story. That, that's yeah. Right, that's your holiday story. I'm gonna have two. Uh, good, yeah. No, oh, that's a good one. Nice, nice, nice icebreaker, uh, James. You want to <laughs> you want to share one? You want to follow up? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. last year it was your grandfather falling, I think, that, if memory serves me right. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> this year I kind of got sick. My mom actually got injured way before Christmas, so we basically had to order dinner there because she had, well, I think she dislocated and broke her leg by slipping on ice before one of the storms during the winter season came. Oh, no. It was like, well, 
I don't know. Only my mom could do that. So we kind of had found it humorous, but she expected that. But anyway, um, actually, she's doing pretty well now. Like, she's able to actually walk around. Like, she couldn't really move it at all. Mm. So she's getting better. But um, it was just weird because one of the funny gifts I got was someone gave me this thing of Belgian beer. Oh, yeah, it was my probably brother-in-law's sister. Belgian beer. Always come back to alcohol. No, it's Belgian beer and all these drinking glasses with the said Belgian beer and like a thing of cooking. Unfortunately, I decided to skip the recipes and just drink the beer and their gauntlets or whatever they were. <laughs> I was hoping for a wooden gauntlet, like kind of a little medieval thing, but they were all glass. There, you know, the, the wooden ones are a bit, t- are a bit tricky to find. <laughs> <laughs> they would be. Maybe we should make our own. Uh... Hey, you work on that, man, but they are a pain. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, here Fuck, we go. I, I do have more holiday stories. Okay, go well, one more, and then we we'll get to Angela. Well, no, you can go ahead if you got one. But. Uh, you go. Okay, she's passing already. Okay. Ready to. My dad, he he does woodworking. This is why I'm reminded of this. He wanted the only thing he wanted for me, and he's a pain to shop for. He wanted a Japanese scraping plane. I'm trying to picture that, but. Okay, okay. It, it's apparently like a regular scraping plane, except you pull it instead of push it. Okay. I mean, I'm trying, like, I'm visualizing it from my own days in doing shop, like, in elementary school. Yeah, that was, like, it's... Almost 20 years it's ago. It's a little bit so. off. So I, I, I tracked down this weird specialized woodworking place. He He's told me that they have it in their catalog, they will have it in the store, it's in the display case. So I finally get one of the guys over, say, I need a Japanese scraping plane, and he gives me the, I have no idea what you're talking about. We don't carry that. We've never carried that. It's more of a case. It's probably in the name. Yeah, so I mean, so I think, okay, no big deal. I call my dad on my cell phone. I say, they don't have it. Yes, they do. (laughs) What do you mean, yes, they do? (laughs) They tell me they don't. Or they're not sure what they have. They like, no on their inventory. You're, you're trying to tell me that you know better than the people who work here. You know what they carry it's like my father. better than the people. It's like my father at it's home. It's like every home. father. <laughs> <laughs> the customer is always right. Remember that. No, the customer is always an idiot from my time in retail. Well, <laughs> oh. yeah, we're, we're, we're in my time in the service industry, but that isn't always the it's case. a universal truth. The only difference, the only problem is you can't call them an idiot outright. Most of the That's time. True. You <laughs> guess not, actually. It's true. It just comes back to bite you if you do that. No. Not right. always. Not always. <laughs> I've done this thing with it a couple of times, but more often not often. <laughs> so have you thought of a story, D'Angelo, or are you going to still skip? <laughs> uh, well, I just had a pretty normal Christmas, normal for my family. Okay. Um, just very heartwarming and close. Like, our family's really close, so mm-hmm. just classic Christmas. You know, Typical you family. They're close, not always agree with each other, I think. That's a, that's my fam- That's the story of my family, too, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Pretty ideal, though. I have no complaints. Well, well, it works out. It, it sort of works out, you know, nicely, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and um, the family now knows about the engagement. Oh yeah, like they yeah. knew a while this ago. This is the first time. But this is the like, is this the first time they most of you, them had seen you since uh, you got engaged? Um, no, they saw me before. But anyway, I, I had to tell like my entire family, so I had to down some wine before I got the courage to say it. Yeah, well, Ugh. that's sort of. <laughs> sort of what I got to, so... Yeah. you think you would have just sort of, you know, worn the ring and just seen if they noticed. They wouldn't notice. I, That's she all wore, the better, then. She you wore that, the evidence right she out. She wore that, like, she, the week she got engaged, she had worn that, you know, for during our, one of the tapings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And none of us noticed it. Well, I didn't well, want to yeah, say anything, okay, this is a little would different be here. Yeah. That would be a, you know, we... You know, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I, I'm sure we're not as close to you as your family is. Well, logically, my extended family. Well, okay, maybe, but some of them at least, right? I showed some of them the ring, and then they didn't clue in until a couple hours later that it was actually. Okay, now that well, you look at the we weren't looking for it. Really. We weren't looking. We weren't looking well, no, for it. Notice, there's nothing. We were like, here, look at my ring, and they're like, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> no, if you notice the hands, like if you just happen. Yeah, to but she's always got them crossed and on her legs. There, I can't see that from here. Well, no, if you're walking by and you see it, and you just say hello or something. Yeah, but how often do you look at a person's hands? It's, it's like how often do you look at somebody's shoes? 
Now shoes are a different thing. That's like down on your feet. I think feet it's different like for yours. a girl, anyway. Well, yeah, yes, if someone's walking, you might see their hands, right? You know, what I mean? yeah, but you just you see them. You don't notice the details. It's a hand. It's just going. But you'll there. see a ring. You'll see the finger. You Not know necessarily. I'm always if the hands are like story. crooked and deformed, you <laughs> see it. But. Oh, wow! That's, wow! Wow! <laughs> There you go. How did that come from? Oh, well, that come out of is more. Uh, I, I've been having to hold off many of my inappropriate comments because I haven't been able to spout them on the air for like what? What's it been like a month? Are you trying <laughs> to? Yeah, you've been on the well, world since we've been, we, we haven't been on the air in like six weeks. Probably. Yeah, see, like, yeah, I, you I've haven't been, done like I've been saving up. Like it's been four. It's been le- roughly four. Yeah, it's been seven weeks almost. Uh, it's been four weeks since we did the comic den episode, the last comic den episode with the uh, with the brothers. Yeah. So that's the last time we did it. And mm-hmm. on that note, like I promised before, after that, we I do like one final, like I do a New Year's insult, but I never got around to doing that. You did I have post a good the reason. Promo though, huh? You we did finish the, the promo. promo. I heard. I don't know how many here have heard the promo. I heard it. It's a bad. Which promo is <laughs> The promo we <laughs> did. Oh, no, no, no. It's good. <laughs> nice to see your memory serves you right, I was, Adam. No, I wasn't sure if you'd done another one. <laughs> well, I had to read, like, I redid my voice in the promo. Yeah, but you'd done that before. I did a couple you re- times. Oh, you've redone. You redid it again. I read, no, I, I like the thing is, you saw like we did it one week, and then with when when Mo was with us, and then yeah, the but week then you after I did your part the next week. And that was it. Yeah, but oh. I had to. I finally decided to stitch it all oh, together and uh, and finally put it online. It still took a couple weeks. After it's definitely that. an attention grabber. Huh? I think it's good. What? It definitely is an attention grabber. It's a good promo. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I yeah, you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was I good for him as it was. To it. <laughs> I'm sure it was good for him as it was. Eh, never mind. Well, it's probably I, better for me, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I promised I'd do a, a New Year's insult, but um, I never got around to it. But I got a good excuse. It's we not got good a, enough. Well, but carry on. Okay. <laughs> we got a Wii for Christmas. Yay! So that's like, a very good reason to not like, do anything over the yeah. holidays. I mean, um, like, I mean, I have two stories, but um, the thing is, my like tradition in my family is we have relatives in New York City uh, who come who come up for every Christmas, yeah. and they've done that for almost a decade now. They come up for they come up, and you know, this year my eldest cousin, and you know, God love her, uh, she gave us a wee, and she's like, like she's like a uh, like. 30, 39 or something, right. or thirty-eight or thirty-nine. Um, we, she gave us a wee for she gave us a wee for Christmas. You know, I forgot to mention how much I love my cousin. Um, <laughs> and you mean the wee or the cousin? The, co- <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Rewind. Um, she then she and she included like a couple games. Uh, she included um, Zelda, which. It's still mm-hmm. in the uh, shrink wrap, I'm afraid. Well, yep. y- you don't play that when there's other people around. Yeah, especially, yeah. And, and there's a story, I have a story behind, behind later on for mm-hmm. that, in relation to that. Um, she gave us, I'm trying to remember, oh, um, Ray, uh, Rayman Rabbit. Oh, Raving Rabbit. Yeah, the Raving Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, the first one or the second? Which the first is one the, the first one, one, but she yeah. brought, she had her copy of the second one. Okay. That's They're both evil, good games. That's an evil game. I have to tell, I have a story about WarioWare is just oh, as bad. Oh, and she had, and she gave us WarioWare. Thank you. Those are, those are, those are really off games. I have to tell you that. They are. Yeah. Well, they're just meant for short spurts, people around. And, and laughs. And, and, and for absolute laughs. I mean, the thing is, uh, I'm tempted Trump. to get. We never got two, but my sister, like my other sister, and I, I have a, my 17 year old sister, and I and my like my, my two sisters were trying to play a game, and it, it, it's in it's in uh, it's in Rabbids too. Um, it's just the scenario is you're the Rabbids sitting in a movie theater having to, and you're on a cell phone. Mm-hmm. You're, so you hold the your remote to your to your hand, you know, to yourself as if it's as if you're talking on a cell phone in a movie theater. So every few seconds, the lights turn on in the movie theater and you see the um, you see the uh, usher come in. Yeah. So you have to every time that comes on, you're supposed to put it down. Otherwise, something horrible happens to your <laughs> to your uh, to your rabbit. And I'm tr- I'm remembering what happened when I saw this because we were like laughing our heads off every time. You know, they couldn't keep it down. They had trouble putting the thing down. So something happens where we're laughing our heads off. And usually my sister gets... The sister... One of my sisters who successfully is able to uh, keep her phone down. She, she accidentally puts it back up. Light's still on. <laughs> <laughs> so then usually it's things like, you know, you get the 100-pound anvil fall on you or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or, or something you get, ho- you get hooked or something like that. And I was almost... I'm tempted to buy the game just based on that alone. 
it, on that little on that little game alone because we had trouble keeping a straight face watching that one. Yeah, it all those party games tend to be like yeah. One it of is, the first times I played WarioWare, like one of the games that come up is you're supposed to grate a cell phone. Oh yeah, that's right. Like the, <laughs> you just pull your remote back and forth to grate this cell phone. <laughs> but you come up, you see a c- cell phone on a cheese grater, and your first thought is, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with that?" The curling. And one. you've only got three seconds. I know right? that's so, how the game works. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> it's like, in my case, <laughs> it's like you have the curling. Yeah, there's one yeah. we have to add. You have to sweep a rock yeah. in there. Cr- yeah. You know, Japan has it right. <laughs> No, no, that's no, that's totally different. It works out for Canada. Ubisoft, that was from Canada. I think that was from Montreal. Yeah, Raven Rabbits was. Yeah, it was Montreal Montreal? Studio. Yeah, from that was. Oh no, I'm talking WarioWare. That that was the curling one. The thing is, here's the here's a here's a funny little story. And the other story from Rabbits was the first one. Uh, um, My little, I have an eight year old cousin, and this is why we could. I never we never got around to playing Zelda because Mm -hmm. we have like I have a bunch of younger cousins who range in age from like four years old to 12. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and they and we they let them, and we'll let them <laughs> mono- and I, I have no problem letting them monopolize yeah. the Wii, right? Mm-hmm. And I and um <clears throat> I have my uh 8-year-old cousin who plays who want, who's trying to play uh Rayman, who's trying to play R- Rabbids 1. Yeah. And there's this one that you know, there's a music there's your usual obligatory music rhythm puzzle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in this one you're supposed to shake your hand depending on shake your hand in one hand the remote the remote, the other the nunchuck, yeah. and shake your hand and beat, right? So, as she was trying to do that puzzle, the song was "Girls Wanna Have Fun," and if you've ever played Rabbids, you know that it's the Rabbids singing this yeah. song, so it sounds awful. But that's the idea. It's supposed, to, but that's the idea. But the thing is, my four-year-old, co- I have a four-year-old cousin, and this is her cousin from another from another uncle, and he's like singing along to the song, <laughs> distracting her. Here's like five years old, five or six, distracting her, and my and she's telling him, you know, stop, stop, stop doing that, stop singing, and he wouldn't stop singing, and she gets a bad score and is forced off the game. So he and he's next, the kid's next. <laughs> so up, so come, so what comes afterwards is another younger cousin, who, and this is the youngest one, a four-year-old, who's the eight-year-old's my eight-year-old, who's the younger brother of the eight-year-old girl, youngest brother of the eight-year-old girl. He's watching the he's watching him play now and then suddenly he starts going left right left right right left left right <laughs> and, then the little, and then the five-year-old just goes stop stop <laughs> and then suddenly the eight-year-old just goes now you know how i felt so <laughs> i should mention that the four-year-old is a hell of a bowler i can't beat him wow <laughs> somehow he seems to have it right you know he's, he's able to tilt himself and then suddenly rotate himself around just before he throws a ball yeah, it's. I don't know how he does it. I, I, I the first game Guaranteed of Wii with I ever game. played, I got a turkey. So lucky you. Uh, I have never been able to replicate this. I know. Ever. You think, I got yeah in the in the one of the challenges they have this challenge where they uh, you throw a ball at the at the pins and then every you throw ten balls but every ball afterwards they add a row of pins. Yeah. Um, I got my highest score on my first try. I haven't been able to get even close since. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I don't know, but my even, co- on, even but on the training, I've gone downhill. My five-year-old cousin guaranteed. My five-year-old cousin guaranteed. Uh, my four-year-old cousin guaranteed spare each time at least. I don't know what he does. Damn kids. I mean, and, and the thing is, the thing is, you can't really like. I ask him to try and teach me, but you know, a four-year-old can only teach a. How old am I? I'm trying to remember. You may not admit that. <laughs> so we're not going to admit that on air. <laughs> so did you download any virtual console games? or just um, The two Streets of Rage. Two of the Streets of Rage games. Ah, uh, Streets, uh, Streets of Rage. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the first two. Um, first one was disappointing. Second one was great. No, the second one is great. The second one's really good. Yeah. Okay, I guess uh, we're almost out of time on this. Uh, I guess I'll talk about getting sick at my cousin's wedding um, another time. Although I'll give this piece of advice. Um... And the, and this is not to detract from the experience because I was in the wedding party as a as a as a groomsman, but if you're going to get married, okay, for the for the love of God, for the for the sake of everybody in your wedding party, uh, get married at least in the spring or summer, not in the winter. Or if you're going to get married at, during the winter, make sure you have your uh, wedding photos in an indoor garden. That just seems logical. Yeah. Where did the, that was, the log- logic was lost on the photographer that day. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll share the rest of the story another time. But you know, 
We have. I just that being said, I would probably be the dick who insists people stand outside. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I could. I could. I could. I could see you as the photographer. I know it's a snowstorm. Yeah, get the fuck out there. It was actually mild. It was much colder the days before that. But you know, as I said, I'll talk. I'll talk about that because, you know. We just don't have time now. <laughs> Perhaps we should talk about anime. Yeah, I think we, we have anime. anime. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. supposed to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've wasted 20 was that minutes. What the, was that what this podcast was about? Yeah, I yeah, guess we, we do that sort of thing around here. here. I don't know. I think it's, it's more about us. You know yeah, what? It's nice to get settled in. Anyway. Hey, now. I'll take the break. I've made very, very few hentai comments. Well, that's the first one. He hasn't made one yet. and we're Yeah, the first one was off air. Yeah, but he hasn't made it in the recording, so that's 20 minutes. That's actually a record. Okay, here we go. Um, a little over a week ago, uh, Kyo Shimoku, the creator of Genshiken, did a very interesting email interview with Publishers Weekly. In it, he talked about the impression of otaku culture in Japan and his perception of the same culture outside of Japan and how it has sort of become more acceptable. And I use the word sort of. Um, in the end, though, he seemed to have some trepidation for it, too. Or, that's my first blush in reading it. Um, anyone, el- anyone else have an interpretation on the whole thing or... Anyone try to rehash some of the uh, mm. conversation or uh, some of the interview at this point? He had his. Oh, you want to say? No. no, no. Any I mean, thoughts it, about it? The, the entire interview was exactly as I sort of envisioned it would be. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's some. But it, because it's coming from somebody who is on the inside of the culture, sort of, mm-hmm. but also stands on the outside of it. He's tweening. Uh, at this, probably at this point in his life, like many, perhaps me, you, me and you, Adam, mm-hmm. and Tala, and and Angela, James, probably about to because we're just getting old, frankly. Speaking. Yeah. But we're like, yeah, we were in it for a time, and now we're slowly beginning to step away from it. Yeah. As our advanced age. Yeah, that that goes. that's pretty much exactly it. He's probably he, I don't know how old he is, but. I can identify being in exactly the same situation I am, where mm-hmm. you've been there, you know how it is, it's kind of timeless, it doesn't really change, but but you can now look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is what he's, this is his thing about it. Um, but, it, like, his the deal is otaku culture, specifically the people who are in it, um, have always had problems being accepted in society, in the regular Japanese society. How do I put this? In it, um, that might be changing to an extent. Like the thing is, there was an absolute, the most negative impact, negative connotation possible because because the phrasing, the coining of the phrase, the when otaku t- really started to get into the con- the mainstream conscience of J- of Japan, was put in, in juxtaposed with a serial with a serial killing yeah. series of serial yeah. killings mm-hmm. at the time because the guy the guy who they found out did it or whatever they insisted mm-hmm. he, he, he doesn't state yeah. uh, as to the accuracy of it just that they insisted it was in otaku mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's where the con- the absolute negative connotation and over the last say four three four years with things like uh, with well he pointed specifically to the Denji Otoku story you know um, otaku have become a little bit more. Well, there's they, they become a little they become a little bit more friendly, a little bit more charming, mm-hmm. polite, but they're still sort of like the lovable nerd. The yeah. lovable nerd, mm-hmm. yeah, but still, affable. That's but exactly ultimately, yeah, ultimately, still not quite acceptable. Yeah. to mm-hmm. the rest of society, it and he doesn't think it what it, that'll ever be the case. It, it strikes me the best North American scenario to sort of mirror it, because let's be honest, the North American anime culture does not mirror it in any way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a key point. We'll get to that. Eighties and early nineties. Dungeons and Dragons. It had exactly that negative connotation. Oh, because to play of, because, Dungeons and Dragons because you of were, there was killings in the exactly. that went with it at the time. You too. had a, ki- a set of killings that were associated with it in the U.S. And so everybody who did it was not only you know a pimple faced loser who hung out in his mom's basement, but he was also a danger to society as a result. Mm-hmm. But as time went on and it started to become for the most more part. This is still ultimately before our time because we're a little yeah. younger, bo- younger than that. Even me, okay. uh, I <laughs> started getting. I was in role playing about the tail end of this. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and I, I was never into it. I had my, my, one of my closest friends were, and it was still ultimately well over our heads, both of us. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this was well before, still some years before we were, we became teenagers. But yeah, but now it's you know nobody thinks anything of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's still a little bit ostracized. 
Uh, yeah, that's but uh, it's n- it's nowhere near to the extent to these days. And I guess you can say that, like I said, yeah, it's, to it's, the otaku culture. It's a good mirror. Now, here's the the interesting contrast is how the international otaku's go. The thing is, that you said that they're all uh, uh, Japanese. What Japanese diehard anime fans might be to many extents ostracized there. But they become, you know, sort of heroes when they step outside the outside of their board. Okay, I, I don't know that uh, a Japanese anime fan in otaku would be considered a hero because he'd still be a pimple-faced loser who has trouble talking to other people. Um, that being said, though, the well, to an extent, he, not, <clears throat> no, okay, hero is a strong term. He, that's my point. Hero is a strong term. But, but yes, he seems a like he, he's a figure to look up to a little bit. He's a fantastical figure in the North American mind because it's wow, look at how much. Look at how much stuff he's seen. Look at how much stuff he has. Look Man, that bedroom. merchandise is cool. <laughs> Look at his room. Yeah. I wish I could do that. And, you know, the fact that anybody in North America would refer to themselves as an otaku mm-hmm. just indicates mm-hmm. the difference in the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take it with as a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, it's a badge so of honor here. It's, Whereas it's there, it's celebrated. like, please don't call me that. <laughs> yeah. no. no, that's a big interest. That's a big thing. And he, like... I don't know how far anyone has gotten to that. That was his perception in the two American characters that he would eventually draw up in the latter parts of the series. Yeah, of yeah the he did series. say it was very imaginative. And yeah, he admitted but, to be to being imaginative. But some of it probably is from his own side perception because even the otaku and whatnot in Japan admit that it's just not the same here. It's like, oh, so you have cosplay. Oh, so you have this. But it's different. It's not the same type of... Thing. It's still mm-hmm. a hobby. It's not a way of life mm-hmm. for us. Hey. For us, yeah. Because while okay, you do get that very rare segment of people who will spend months and months on a really good costume. Okay, compare it to the sheer numbers in Japan. Y- you have entire industries build up around it in Japan. Aha! Right. Mm-hmm. It's I'm a way of, of life. That cosplay encyclopedia video years ago from. That was actually an that's infomercial in, for a that's store. In the library. Yeah, that was actually an infomercial for the yeah, store there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it paid for an infomercial. I can't well believe it. North Americans were willing to pay for an infomercial. Well, in their defense, <laughs> it's a much better done infomercial than any North American one. Because <laughs> they're not, they're not. Because it's not an infomercial for a product. It's an. It's infomer- an infomercial for a store. It's an inform and and and, and whatever and. The for a set of products, right? It's and for whatever, and for what it promotes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you know, you don't the get the the, the guy culture. in the crappy sweater saying, "Only nineteen ninety five. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, no, this is what we do. Here, let's show you some of the people who work here, and this is what they do, and you know, this is the sort of area in which it might cost. But I mean, this is what you know. This is what you can come out with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, with you, you know, as much as your imagination will let you. It, it was a very design. honest infomercial. I guess that's that's a way to put it. How much did this cost you? Remember that line. That that was a common line <laughs> in that video, yeah. in that in that video. So, how much did this cost you? What what series is this from? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think the uh, I think the um, although who the TV host who did that just did not seem too happy to be on assignment. There. Well, okay, it was well, either was the case that he itself. thought he was getting somewhere she, in the station. Whatever, I don't remember. They thought they were getting somewhere in the station, and then they get assigned this job. <laughs> like, is this a test that I have to get through to get promoted, or is this just shit they're sticking me with? <laughs> <laughs> I think it ended up being the latter, because they made her dress up too. Yeah, she ended up dressing up too, and that's that was the be- that but, was the yeah, funny but that's, part. That's how that's how women get good jobs in in Japanese broadcasting is by doing ridiculous crap. Because they're news anchors, you know. Unlike your standard North American or European news anchor, they can't just sit there and dress nice and read the news. No, they have to be fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I, since or, I hardly, you know, I hardly the fact see it, I can't star- really say the fact that porn stars can become legitimate actors. Yeah. Well, we, we've we've talked about that before. <laughs> We'll hold the conversation. I find on it very interesting because it, it implies that porn stars there can act to an extent, which you, the, even to an extent is very hard <laughs> to get your head around considering North American porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, no comment. <laughs> but, uh, the, the thing is, okay. Well, going back to this whole article, I mean, I mean, he 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 
mentioned, you know, what part his own perceptions, like uh, Shimoku uh, mentioned, Shimoku mentioned like his own perceptions, mentioned where he put himself in all this. I mean, a lot of the viewers of this always, you know, every all, most of the viewers I'm sure who who read and watched Genji Ken felt they identified the most with, especially in North America, Sasahara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he admitted he identified more with Ogui. Paintbrush girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, that, that was kinda, an interesting I kinda, point. I kind of felt that through how he drew her and stuff like that mm-hmm. is this person who's abrasive and then becomes more natural and starts to accept her love of manga and stuff like that, even though the contents are probably way different than what he was doing when he was younger. Yeah, he's and he said, you know, much of it's accurate except for the part of, you know, outing somebody in a in a dojin, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. but um. <clears throat> You know, he, which I, I was kind of, it was kind of interesting. Like, I mean, he always, like, I guess, I guess that probably says a lot to his own, you know, skept, uh, was it skepticism, trepidation of of the of otaku culture these days. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that, like, I mean, we, but that maybe that that just comes down to how North Americans perceive themselves as anime fans and Japanese perceive themselves as anime fans, diehard anime fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's I'm, interesting to look to. Um, like Angela and Sue, the two Caucasian characters mm-hmm. in Genji Ken, and in the article, it reveals that he created them in the absence of any knowledge of the anime fan scene mm-hmm. in America. So he created them, imagining what what we would do oh, or without any knowledge, with all third third party knowledge and hearsay, yeah. at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. I think well, before I, with perception. How accurate do you think he was? I wonder about that. Like, I mean, I can't say any more because where am I? But. Well, you, you're still sort of you've you've sort of got one foot in the pool. I think he had to, he was onto something. I think with those characters, so. yeah, well, sort of an like embarrassing portrayal. It's not like they were major oh, yeah, yeah, characters. So. The whole <clears throat> bad depiction of foreigners. Thing. Okay, but yeah. you, okay. In in his defense, North American anime, anime fans do a pretty good job of making themselves look bad. This is true. I go yeah. to cons to feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad but true. Because I'm not the greasy guy who's like <laughs> dropped 200 bucks on overpriced manga and who looks like he hasn't washed for three days. Or the guy who, you know, spent all his money on DVDs so he's sleeping in the hotel lobby. Or in the uh, all-night room. Don't or in the all-night all hentai room. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, that is. Do not forget the and, and, and do not forget your air fresheners. So uh, yeah, yeah the, they should hand them out at the door. They re- it should be the na- the name tag should have that little pine air freshener. <laughs> <type> <laughs> I'm waiting for the year they actually get the people that sleep there to clean up their own filth. Let's put it that way. Uh, people yeah, actually do have to. Well, clean okay. If they hired don't actual hold your security, it would happen. It would. But the problem is they hire you know. Dumb fuck security who's just uh, a volunteer. It's a volunteer. Yeah, it's a volunteer. Every fun. time I work the all night room, and you know, let's be honest, I don't have to work the all night room. I don't do very much at the cons. I do it because I'm supporting the club. That's really Thank it. you. <laughs> I like doing it. Ah, uh, yeah, we'll get to that point at the so, end too. So, you know, I'm the. Uh, I think, was it last? I think it was last Anime North. The lot, well, the last one I was at, anyway. Um, yeah, oh, was it the one two years ago? It may have been two rooms that yes, where the 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 guy with the the guys who were running the all night gaming and the guys who were running the all night hentai room they decided wanted to go to Kotiko, and that's they why they decided yeah, not to do. They wanted to go to Kotiko the next day, so they talked their boss into letting them go to bed. Hmm. And so he came over to us and said, "You know, since you guys are up anyway, keep it. Do up. you mind just running those two too?" <laughs> Why do you hire people? Like, mm-hmm. now we did it out of courtesy, and we, we did, did it out of courtesy. Like, I mean, how hard is the hentai room? I'm amazed. You walk in, you put a DVD on, and you leave. <laughs> oh <laughs> God, you just shot yourself in the foot with that statement. Well, I mean, how, how hard is the hentai room? Thank you. <laughs> well, it's only hard for very brief periods. Yeah. Based on the based on the the, the visitors of the hentai room. Yeah, and there were at least a couple who were masturbating in there. I know. Oh, gross. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, oh, you could tell just from staring <laughs> totally. at the back of their head. Like when they're kind of hunched over and trying not to ah! have anybody look at them. Like, you know. No, please, stop. I don't think any of that stop stuff it. goes on in the okay. alley room. 
Well, no, because it's all women. That's right. <laughs> and there's just a lot like loud of yell- cheering. There's just a lot of cheering and yelling. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Just say the one <laughs> thing I know. It was funny when, this, when rooms, the hotel so. security staff yeah. came in and saw what we were watching. <laughs> that was the best moment of the con two years ago. One of the few good things I can say about the AI room is, despite the fact that they're that the women in there are kind of loud and kind of annoying. Yep. Walking into the room, the 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 temperature does not go up by ten degrees. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's true. It's it's like suffocating when you go into that room. It's even so when they humid leave. in the entire room. <laughs> I'm not sure why they do that and how that. It, no, it, it's a matter of you get like thirty guys in a room <laughs> who are watching pornography. No, but that room, they sweat. Their body temperature goes up. There's extra blood flowing, and the doors are shut. No, they're like hermetically sealed. <laughs> I will, I will tell you something, Adam. That room they gave to the hentai room a few years in a row. We had that room. The yeah, first I remember year. we had the we first were year there. there. We were at the double treat, and it was still like that. It, was it like, wasn't as bad though. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it was, was not as bad. bad. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But, no, because we were allowed to have the door open. Oh yeah, we did have the door open. Well, that helped <laughs> only so much. Yeah, but it's a big deal. <laughs> when yeah, having, having stepped in that open. room, having stepped in the room at the after point. Yeah, yeah, you take what you can get there. Yeah, uh, thankfully they didn't make us clean it up. Because oh. <laughs> I would have refused. <laughs> no. no. Oh boy. Just no. You know, it's I'll a, put your DVDs on. And I'm on not that, cleaning. And, and, str- I'm not cleaning steam off your and, floor. And on that note, and on that note, remind me <laughs> to. We, have to we, ha- we do have to. We Speaking do have of to. Semen. No, but or, on, or conventions. We. I mean, sooner or later, we have to. We have to get in touch with Anime North again to, because. Uh, you know, the guests like around this time last year, we started to hear about the first guests. Oh. And well, a few of the we're other a little bit. cons around that time have been getting guests, and the popular guest of choice is J-pop, J-rock. Yeah, which yeah, but they're at least the entertaining, oh, even, even if you don't really know who they are or care, because mm-hmm. no, they come and they play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's yeah, really I easy mean, to get them though, because they want to promote themselves. Yeah. They want, and you get to hear a lot of people you may never have heard otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but. You know, we'll get to that perhaps another time, but remind me to get in touch with Anime North again. Do you want us to give s- you, like, a sticky note to put on your back or on your head or something? Or <laughs> write some glasses. Con them into doing the podcast. Anyway, um... Get the guests on the podcast. I guess, you know, I guess we said most of what we want to say about this. I mean, it's worth the read in itself, and you can, you can always interpret it yourself. To every, Anyone who reads this article, and we'll put the link up for sure. This is a, this is a worthwhile interview. Um, and anyone can make form their own interpretation of you it know, afterwards. Now, what, did it come out of this interview? But someone was telling me, what was it, Kanjiki Unbalanced? And I swear it was announced way before. Like, oh, yeah, people said... Everyone people keeps on saying to, that it was announced. I, yeah, and it wasn't. It was announced... No, no, it was announced. No, people were saying people... Yeah, the Kujibiki Unbalanced unbal- announcement happened on the heels of this interview. Um, uh, but that was the manga. Yeah, but that was not really like, long yeah, ago. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought so too. But then again, I look back as to the one that was made long ago. That was the anime that was also announced. Actually, back the anime, anime was just announced. It's coming. I think. Oh in no! April. But the anime was the anime's pickup was announced at Expo last yeah, year. Yeah, it was. But yeah. nobody. Uh, but looking down the line, like from that point till now, or till this interview, I don't re- ever recall seeing the manga. Although it was probably a no-brainer. I, too, I, I, I remember hearing about the manga way before, and I remember. You know, I, seeing the thing it is, for, the sad part is, I take you at your word. It's just, you know, it, I don't remember, don't remember. I think it, it was yeah. the New York Comic Con, but I could be wrong. It was one of the ones Dalry just put it under. You, the, you know what? Yeah, we should double check all that stuff too. But I do know that, and I remember because I was wondering when it would come out because mm-hmm. I started looking at some listings, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's coming July with the Genshiken fan book and some of the other yeah. ones. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's where it came. But yeah, then then it became really public with his publisher's weekly interview because you know yeah. now it's news because it's there. Oh, well, now uh, it's right kind of the thing you hear about. And last it point though, last point in this whole interview mm-hmm. was he mentioned you know he's ha- as you know he as uh, as. As you know, as less a stigma as it is to be otaku, he, what was his feel? What was his feelings? Um, he still f- felt that otaku should ultimately be a minority. That they, mm-hmm. that but you know, just let them be themselves. It's interesting the sense and of shame. That's not really yeah, but necessarily a sense of shame. The words were the words were everybody was that way, right? Self consciousness. Like he, he's like, not his terribly was, positive about it. Yeah, his was. I believe otaku should be a minority, but one that stands up to the pressures of the world. And I try and be like that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he also, and he also said one other one other last interesting point, and maybe this is telling for everything that's happened to happened over the last. 
three to four years. He also said he's also happy to hear about college clubs mm-hmm. still existing. Because mm-hmm. he always said, you know, um, he wants people to have a place to communicate. Mm-hmm. Not on the web, but, you know, in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you can actually set up, you know, real relationships mm-hmm. and social networks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's where he... So he's still... Uh, which is a nice point to say, considering the... Uh, shaky ground that clubs seem to ha- that clubs seem to have these days in terms of the whole landscape in North America especially in North America yeah. well, that's why the conventions everyone goes to them but clubs well, it's really about the and this is the last point this is the last point but I find the conventions tend to be for high school students yeah. who tend not to have a club mm-hmm. or people who are from some really far out place who just don't have one um, but whereas when you find the university students that are going to the cons, they're not so concerned about the sense of community involved in it. Mm-hmm. They have their own social network. Yeah. yeah, they're just there usually for the sales, <laughs> or the, you know, just watch the cosplay to go to some panels. Right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not. Oh my god! It's other people who like anime. It's yeah. there's actually some things here that I can actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember mm-hmm. that Aside experience the, the first time. Yeah, <laughs> but there you go. Your there first you go. convention. But you know, it all depends on the person. It all depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so that's that. Uh, let's take the break. Uh, bullets coming up next. Uh, are we still talking about tour books? You want to yep, mention? I can. I, I can do that. Okay, we'll do that and uh, talk about some art exhibits too. Especially, right. especially one coming up from our resident artist. Uh, back in a couple seconds. It's the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Well, I'm just realizing we're short of time, so here we go. We have to fire off the, the bullets quickly. Uh, and the program and the radio program now continues. Nicholas, Austin, Jordan, and Grant with you around the table from our studio in Toronto in front of a live audience and online via thecomicden.com, the official podcast of Anime North. Uh, okay, as I said, we had a stockpile of bullets, so let's uh, go through at least a couple. Um, you wanted to mention the Tor Book 7 Cs uh, agreement uh, la- uh, that was announced late last month, James. Yeah, I was. And we'll it was well, it was more interesting because of a recent article. And if you look at the article for Gunshikan, I think there's a link to the one describing the deal. And it seems to be a win-win. Like basically, Tor Bucks they stated we're into science fiction. We have a big community around it, and we see the manga community and anime community, and we can relate to that. And so it's a good partnership all around. But it's not entirely about them buying out Seven Seas because Seven Seas staff and all that are still there. It's more distribution because Seven Seas wanted to get a bigger push in the bookstores. And the thing is, Diamond's the one distributing them into in bookstores the and the direct market. These, the ones I brought actually right now, Strawberry Panic and First Love Sisters, they're like just released in January. Next month in February, there's no releases because that's when I guess all the nuts that's and bolts the, uh, get put together happens. and then... In uh, March. Think of it as logic, though. But the thing, though, is they needed it because they had been delaying their light novels for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's like, where are these light novels? You said you had them. And the thing was they wanted to get them out, but they wanted them to be successful, especially in the bookstores. And who can do that but an actual book publisher to help them because they're only so big. Yeah. So it's and I think that was the big was thing. It wasn't just the manga, even though there are other things. Like, I think it's going to help them get some more acquisitions. Like, uh, what was it? Samurai, um, Afro Samurai. Yeah, that's the, 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 the biggest one. Big time. And other ones were delayed. Like, I think, uh, which one? Vampire Bund, mm-hmm. Dance in the Vampire Bund. I can't remember. The exact how, but it was something to that effect. It was delayed from like November to May, and that could be because of that. As yeah, well. th- I mean, there is a conversion. There is a, a conversion to that. So, and I guess that's what we're about to see. But you know, I can't help but think you know this is like same thing again. Like we've seen it before. We've seen like associations between manga publishers or public or established publishers already getting into the business them fully themselves. This is maybe this is kind of weird because we have an established publisher partnering with um, an established publisher already, or reasonably established publisher in the manga realm. Well, Jason DeAngelis, we talked about him, how he made good decisions on, well, I know I may disagree on the uh, Kodomo no Jiken. Yeah, and the Nymphite. We we had our discussion about that. But I think he he has had knowledge, like he was a translator of manga, he knows what to go after in there, aside from here and there, 
differences in culture like we talked about with Nymphite. Mm-hmm. But I guess he showed that he's willing to go after certain niches like Yuri and stuff like that and not just compete against everyone else directly. Try to actually make something happen. Find your own place. Niche, yeah. And so probably that's why they looked at it and they said, okay, we're not going to start our own. We're talking about Tor Books here. We're and just we're not, something. And we're not going to go after someone big. We're just going to go after someone small, very knowledgeable. And, who, and, who, need, and who needs a The plan. other thing I think helped was the books. They were trying to do to do light novels and I think that helped as well because it's like hmm what's something not many of them are doing right now light novels let's try and go on that because it hasn't been fully exploited it's just starting to get more and more mm-hmm. we'll it's talk like about a that trickle. I'm sure and that, and we, that's talk, one we have talked for, about that and then before. it's a thought for later in 2008 yeah. Yeah, but there's there's a good one um, I guess I thought that, that bullet or you want to say something else about it or anyone else wants to say anything well we've, I think we've said our piece um International shoujo manga exhibit imported back to China. Um, shoujo manga girl power after a ni- uh, heads back to Japan after a nine-city North American tour. Um, I, I I I don't know what to make of it. I mean, you guys like Angela mentioned she saw it and was rather impressed by it, but she artgasmed as I recall. <laughs> yeah, <art-gasmed. laughs> well, they had the original pages from Antique Bakery like sitting right there, and you could see her corrections. It's like, yes. Oh, yeah, see. Oh, see, now we know you went to the second, second one. Because, yeah. yeah. No, there was some stuff, and there was, like, a video on the history, but it, it really did feel like the first time they were doing it, and I think it was when the first time they came to Toronto, it was, like, a totally new thing, and I fe- think they yeah, kept, everyone, kept like, on tweaking we mentioned it. this. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this. Uh, it's mentioned that it, it, made a re- it traveled to Toronto uh, during the follow-up North American tour in 2006-07, came to Toronto... Washington, Minneapolis, Minnesota. You saw the follow-up. We mm-hmm. saw the original version, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking and as it went to the States, it probably gathered a lot of mm-hmm. attention, gathered steam, more people got on board. Toronto was probably one of the early stops the first time around, too. Th- I think it's been to Toronto twice. Yeah. This, this has been to Toronto twice. Was it Yeah. No, it was uh, Japan Foundation. Oh, foundation, Japan Foundation. Or was it Japan Foundation? I, I remember sure seeing this at the Japan Foundation. Yeah, I went to the one at the Japan, Japan Foundation. Foundation. Yeah, so I wasn't sure. I, 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 I just remember one. not being overly enamored by it myself. Well, what did Although, they have? Like, was it just, it was just mainly posters? It was a lot of posters. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot yeah. of posters. The video, they actually had it was, like it a had manga some, type thing. With it some. had some caveated, but it just didn't strike me all that hard. It strike mm-hmm. me at the time. Uh, but then again, I saw that like four years ago, four plus years ago. Probably, so this would have been during the original the original tour, probably even before you could mm-hmm. say there was a tour, there was just like it the was before there was even a this tour. This is the uh, first time they showed it. It was mm-hmm. like in Toronto. When I went, they had a wealth of original manga pages and cover art from a wide area of time, like from the '70s shojo, and then they had quite a bit of '70s shojo, like watercolors. I can't remember the exact names of the artists there, but it was a mm-hmm. wide variety of people and quite a few original pages. We could see the. The type of paper they'd used and the way that the person had actually laid down the colors. So it was really interesting. See, it, which is all above my it, head. It, as it, a sounds, sounds, but it, sounds, still. it sounds like there were I mean, a lot more there was a lot to, to look take at. in. Yeah. Yeah. In and, you know, we missed we missed out on a lot, didn't we, James? Well, the thing was, I wasn't quite sure how it was going to play out. That's why I didn't mm-hmm. end up going to the second one. Because yeah. it's like, oh, is, is it the same exhibit? Is it? That was my stuff? thinking that's when I it. saw it, when I heard about so it the second it, time, and so I it's never thought I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. It was just ultimately, and that's ultimately why I didn't go the second time. But it, it, that and other time constraints. But still, yeah, I guess it would have been interesting to see it the second mm-hmm. time. I would have sure liked to was. see what they, how it would have evolved. Now that you mentioned it all, the that, interesting all thing that stuff. though now is to see how exactly they're going to bring it to Japan because there are many other museums out there yeah. discussing certain things. So how is this going to be different, and what are they going to bring to the Japanese people? Mm-hmm. And with many mangaka out there, they might want to. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Give some more to stuff the, to the exhibit. Yeah. You know, I yeah, mean, they to might, do we? It's kind of weird to redo the exhibit. In Japan itself, when it's supposed to pr- be outwardly promoting. Well, mm-hmm. not really. It, it, it's like doing a Group of Seven exhibit here, right? Just because the art has been there doesn't mean everybody's exposed to it. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, and remember when I mentioned the wedding, my we- uh, my cousin's wedding, we passed by the McMichael Art Gallery <laughs> and those photos. Like we were in Kleinberg, that's where those photos right. were. <laughs> oh, okay. On the note, of, on that note of, um, oh, you want to finish your thought or? No, that that, that was pretty. I mean, well, yeah, it's kind of that, that's sort of it. Just because you know it's technically part of your own culture mm-hmm. and, and sort of in the time too. frame. 
Like and sometimes it's yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to have seen all of it, especially the '70s stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the younger kids won't have seen it. Even the older ones who did probably didn't think anything of it. It's it's like having a uh, it's like doing an exhibition of like 1930s and 40s pinup art. Yeah, ex- right. Exact same thing. At the much. time, it was throwaway. It was not a big deal. As time goes on, it becomes more important. Just because you've seen it somewhere doesn't mean it's not art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Celebrate our past. That's kind of what it maybe sort of yeah, is too. It's to celebrate our celebrate themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes once in a while, you know, nothing wrong with patting yourself on the back. Ah, speaking of which, thank you. <laughs> okay, and on <laughs> the note, uh, on the note, on the note of uh, exhibits, um, Angela has one coming up here at York University. Yeah, York has been in the news, for, by the way, locally for. Well, never mind. But uh, let's not talk about that. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll talk about yeah, we'll we'll talk about Which it. One? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah. Okay, but there is a there is a um, art. Uh, Angela has an art exhibition coming up uh, next week. Yeah. So Monday you want to say? Sure. You, I, I'm giving you a couple minutes. You might as well say something. Uh, might as well push it. Okay. So it's a my first solo show. So it's just going to be me, just me in the huge gallery with my art. I have to fill. So it's called Seeking Dialogue, and the show is a collection of works that address me looking at Japan from an outsider's perspective as as a tourist, as somebody who likes the language, who likes the art, and just trying to work that out within myself. Like, is it a good thing to look at Japan and be, like, am I just a cultural tourist? Like, am I just looking at them and going, oh, wow, the East is neat, you know? Or is there something more there? Like, because we're creating culture here, right? Mm-hmm. And so my question is basically, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or are there negative things about it? And so that's what the show is about, basically. So, it's at York University, mm. and it's in the Accolade West building on the first floor in room 105, and it's called the Gales Gallery. So, it's open uh, Monday to Friday next week, the January 21st to 25th from 9 to 4. Mm-hmm. I'm also having an opening reception, and that's the Monday, the 21st, from 6 to 8 p.m. 8 p.m.? Oh, 10 p.m. It says 10 p.m. here 10 p.m. On, the, on the invitation. If nobody comes, I'll just go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try and come by. Um, if you there, the uh, we'll play, place a link to the place a link to this on on the uh, in the show notes. Um, it's also the, there is a website, but it's mentioned on Facebook. Yeah, I didn't create a website. I just yeah, created it's not, a Facebook. But there event. is a Facebook event mentioned. You know, if you're on Facebook regularly, you obviously have to have an account. Uh, just type in "seeking dialogue." Yeah, it'll come right up. It, it should, yeah, and um, we'll put a link up uh, as well. Must have, of course, must have Facebook membership. But um, looking at this picture, uh, looking at this picture here on the uh, postcard, because we all received it, we all got invitations just now. Um, this looks like a, like. A lot of these are reminiscent of the fo- of of the photos of your photos from yeah. your trip. This is it's an ink drawing taken directly from one of the photos of um, <coughs> the group I went with yeah. and some of the Japanese students there posing for a shot in front of the big gate at Asakusa. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not going to try to pronounce that again. So because I think I spent a minute last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and time is not what we have on our side. But uh, this one, like. You know, a- Angela. Angela has Angela has gotten. You know, I, they're they're nice works to look at. Having 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 uh, taken a look, and she's done some great work in the past. So this is worth. So if you're in the in New York University area, and I know she's gained you know some friends uh, doing this show. You know, I'll appeal to them now. <laughs> Come on by uh, at least on Monday evening, because uh, I if 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 uh, the daytime is hard for you, you know the reception I'm sure will be logical. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of worth checking out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this. Um, mm-hmm. You want to say something else? I, I mean, I'm trying to push this as best I could. No, you did a pretty good job. Well, we're trying here. We're giving you time to do that. Well, I could talk about the work a little. Um, Just some, give it a minute. How about right. a minute or two? So I have a collection of drawings and paintings. And the drawings are all based on the photos from my Japan trip. And they're all done in ink on paper. Mm-hmm. And then the paintings are all a little more abstract like not a little more abstract conceptually mm. and they're all self-portraits and they're all in oil on canvas this would be worth as i said you know always worth the look see so uh we'll give this uh, i'll certainly be there uh, sometime during the next week i don't know when hopefully likely for the reception but i'll try and see it certainly you guys too do too okay anyway uh that's it for the bullets uh Final insults coming up next. Up next in final insults, the panel gives their take on things to look forward to in 2008. So we'll be back to wrap in a couple seconds. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com.
Dragon Ball Z for girls. That's Scott Ramsumer! <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Boy, oh boy. You like to repeat that again for the... <laughs> nah, I'd probably Which, copyright. The, the whole Ranma... Probably copyright. I can go through that. Are we on? Yes, we are. Oh, we're on. Okay. Just quickly. Uh, yeah, um... We were just talking I about. I don't want to watch Five Centimeters yet because we were just talking about like uh, because um, Five Centimeters comes out in May, in March, and admittedly some of us have seen the fans up. Yeah, he hasn't. I haven't seen it. I don't want to watch it yet because I haven't seen, and I'm going to get laughed at this by the general community. I haven't watched Beyond the Clouds yet. It's sitting on my shelf. I haven't watched it yet. The it, no, they're not connected to each other, but. As I was saying to these guys in the break, and yeah, it loses a bit of the thing going over the second time. It's like you have to watch Ranma before you watch Inuyasha. Because if you haven't seen Ranma, you'll watch Inuyasha, and you know you may get through a few episodes and say, you know what, it's okay, it's not that bad. But if you've seen Ranma, you're going to watch the first episode and say, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Throw it away and go back to Ranma. <laughs> And the world will be all the better for it. <laughs> <laughs> and your and punchline. Uh, oh, Inuyasha yeah. is I, Inuyasha's fucking Dragon Ball Z for girls. Thank you. It needs so to be you said it. Uh, you said a little more passion though. Well, well, time. yes, I said it more passionately, but I can't. I can't lay claim to such a line on the air. It is Scott Ramsomer's line. He was a hundred percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, before we get into final insults, just quickly, roundtable at thecomicden.com is our email address. www.animeroundtable.com is our website if you want to check out the blog or the past episodes. Uh, iTunes, Podcast Pickle, and Facebook. And I'll put a, and I'll put a link to um, Angela's Facebook, uh, fa- uh, the Facebook of Angela's uh, art exhibits in, the, in, our fa- in our show's Facebook uh, group as well. So, you know, as I said, the links are everywhere, so give them a check. Okay, here we go. Um, final insults. So I wanted everyone for this week's final insults to give us something they're looking forward to in the coming year in the anime and manga world. Not really a resolution, mainly because chances are they were broken out one second after midnight. But something that caught that hopefully will catch their att- that they caught their attention for 2008. The only thing I ask, I asked everybody in making this fi- their final insults this week is that it not be Genion related. Plenty has been said already, and plenty will be said in the weeks to come. With that in mind, who wants to go first? Who wants to give their uh, hopes for new, for 2008? Silence. What, what if we don't have hopes, Mike? <laughs> yeah, after, 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 how after how 2007 ended, yeah, it's kind of hard. Come on, if I prepared for this shit, you should have. <laughs> okay, that means you're going first, James. You have something? Oh, I do have something. Okay. I noticed recently, I love it when they take the window in the sales viz and you just see it on random retail sites, but I'm looking, I'm looking for it with trepidation to Black Lagoon, the manga coming from them. And I'm still wondering, where the hell did they put it? They can't put it in signature because it's not like editor's choice, which they could throw anything in. It has to be some work of merit in signature maybe action but they don't have main mature titles in action and you know viz sometimes they'll edit sometimes they won't and you can't say older titles don't get edited because look at eyes and it's like if at it gets edited maybe later on they'll correct a version but they won't go back and correct the previous volumes mm-hmm. so yeah you could say you're worried over nothing but a lot of people it's Let's wait until it comes out and actually see what they bring out. But hopefully Black Lagoon will come out as is because they know what they're getting into. The anime series is already half out in the U.S. Yeah, well, nothing Genion related. I couldn't help that. But the only other thing that Matt, speaking of different tells like that, I noticed uh, Gantz on uh, Dark Horse's site. It's coming out in June, end of June. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Emma, for both for you and Angela. It's Ooh, did you anime. read the latest chapter? I can't say anything because it'll spoil it. Okay. But, but the, an- yeah, the anime, it's, it's, it's the anime is now no, set, and no, the anime is. is set for June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the anime Here. is set for June. I, I'm still not going to go and order it for my name on the disc. I'm just going to get, give, it. get mm-hmm. it. But I'm looking forward to that. But that yes. was kind of a given. And the manga's ending, but I believe they're just going to continue releasing further tales just like they did in Japan as mm-hmm. I guess a part of the series like yeah, volume so. 8 
would be, you know what I mean. Well, the yeah, they put out a volume of further tales, mm-hmm. so they'll probably and it's still, pick that and it's up still too. Go- and it's still going on. That's what yeah. they seem to say. Mm-hmm. But you know what really ticked me off? Did you notice the last? I'm not sure if you got it. Volume six. Mm-hmm. All her drawings, like um, it's kind of like impressions of England from that time period and stuff, like at the very beginning, and it looks like an artist's impression. It's not manga style or anything. Mm-hmm. And finally in volume... <laughs> sorry. And finally in volume six, they finally decide to put them back at the end because they took them out originally. And it's like, why the heck would you take it out? It's a part of the book. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was the card that said, how is my manga? Blah, blah, blah. Because I remember someone complained about that and that mm-hmm. was kind of ridiculous. See, you made something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The joke was because I was looking at my watch. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, you want to go? Yeah, actually, the the one thing that I have been looking forward to in 2008, and one of the few manga I will undoubtedly ever buy, you already have in your hand. Futari Echi. Or as they call it now, Manga Sutra. What a (laughs) terrible title. What a terrible title. It's a little accurate. (laughs) No, it's not. Can you please tell us how to make a Goldfinger as well? It's on the card. Interesting. Oh, I already knew that one. For okay. somebody going, what's this manga about? Okay. Futari Echi, the, the subtitle it had in Japan is the best title, which was Step Up Love Story. No, they use it for the anime. That's they the use that for the part. anime, um, which will probably never get released in North America. No, it's no, already released. Really? Really? Well, I told you that oh, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> these things. It's an OAV. I didn't and the funny part it is, it's not on on um, Anime Works or Media Blasters Hensai label. It's on their mainstream label. Yeah, which, which well, as part. it should be. Um, Finish your thought. This is a the the entire manga was designed as a a how to manual for love and sex and relationships for young couples. Mm-hmm. And giving it a name like Manga Sutra implies it's just sex. It implies it's really sex, which is it's not. There's a lot of sex in it, but it's actually very. It's not explicit at all. They make it a point not to show genitalia at all mm-hmm. throughout the entire series. It, it, it's an educational work, and it's at, that's most of the reason I've been reading it. I mean, I've been reading it since they started scanlating it. It's educational. Like, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a sexpert, and there's shit in there that they keep throwing out that Ooh, I no. would have never thought of. That's no. because it's the research. I'm really they surprised. They did a lot of research for it. Yeah. Now, they did try to go and look at, I guess, American facts and stuff like that at the back of that book, which is kind of intriguing, but stuff already we already know. So I'm hoping right. when they get to the later stuff that some of they us may not in. know, they try to keep it up to date. But in addition to being very informative, it's cute it's a nice love story. It's it's not the standard shoujo, you know, will this this person have the courage to confess or not? They're engaged. They, they get got married, married in the first volume. Mm, they get married <laughs> in, the, in the first chapter. But we've gotten through that. You get to see what happens after. And it's the, something that no other series really which handles. Is, which is, mm-hmm. is the happily ever after? Remember which magazine it was in? It was an animal. Like yeah. The same magazine as Berserk. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's not even as far as that. They sort of the characters sort of best describe it as they they sort of start to they describe it as they're not really sure if you ever fall in love before you're married. Mm-hmm. That maybe you don't really ever fall in love until after. Yeah, and that's sort of mm. that's how it really that's how the thing flow. pans out. But you know, there's a recommended read. I just love this. That's definitely a recommended. I love read. that description. If you can't wait for it, there are scanlations available. They're working on volume nine at the moment. They've licensed up to volume ten. I mean, volume ten is licensed. It's yeah, we, we talked about last episode. So, if you so will. in like you know a good and, and five it, six months, you, you may see a couple more volumes. And but. for what it's worth, <laughs> give it a read because um, you know it, it may be worthwhile, and may, it may be the only way we end up seeing beyond yeah, and, volume ten. And it's in big two volume sets, mm-hmm. so there's nothing to be disappointed about when you buy it. You will and, get your money's worth, and it's a last bigger thought. size as well. Yeah, it's, it's a bigger, bigger size. Volume. Okay, but actually, that was the funny thing last at the beginning. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, he does say it's not a hentai manga. It's an instructional blah, instructional manual. Thank you. Sorry. Angela? All right. So the thing I'm most looking forward to is I'm finally, after wondering if the Rose of Versailles movie was ever going to happen, they managed to put out a trailer. Ooh. And it is breathtaking. I am so happy. It's a live action or an anime? It's an anime. Okay. Anime movie. So it's, so it's returning. It's sort of a return of sorts for the yeah. title. Um. I wasn't sure what they were going to do with the character designs and the general look of the series. I pictured awful Gundam Seed-esque 
Oscar and Marie Antoinette wandering around, like horrible, horrible character designs. And they actually kept pretty accurate to the original manga and the original anime. Sort of like with how they did with Tutera. They took the 70s character designs, updated them, but kept the original spirit mm-hmm. of the characters within the new designs. So I think it's going to be masterful, but we'll see. And when's that set to come out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear about it, I'm For sure. Real. They're very tight-lipped. Oh, well. Those people at Toei. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that comes to me. Um, I'll be looking forward, in particular, to actually two things this year, only because they really should have happened last year in 2007. First is on the Harui novels. Um, To my surprise, to my personal surprise, we went, or maybe not in the long run, to my personal surprise, we went an entire year without hearing an announcement concerning those. I'm wondering if picking them up will have an impact on the light novel part of the manga craze that manga itself had on the book industry. I actually consider it a, a logical step. But that all said, maybe the lack of a license of them may say a lot as to the perceived potential of such a market. The other thing I'm looking forward to is the Yuara anime on DVD by Ooh. Animigo. Mm-hmm. Ah, the, holding yes. <laughs> of this ti- the holding of this title is now in the neighborhood of Marmalade Boy in terms of weight, for those of you who remember the licensing of that by Tokyopop, uh, which was some years ago. <laughs> um, Animigo, Animigo has held this license since I believe the summer of 06, so we're now talking roughly a year and a half, almost well, eventually two years in that realm. I think this is a series that may only appeal to the old school amongst fandom, but I know I'll be lining up for it when the time comes. But, if this drags on, I get the feeling we'll be using the release date of the North American version as fodder for this year's license pool. Oh, and uh, on that note, do I still have to sing? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that. so those are mine, and that's basically it for this week, so... You want to say something? Uh, it, it just uh, I, I actually was never that big into Yuara, but I think it came out, but it came out in a crappy way. Flame of Wrecko was always my yeah, bigger okay, one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's that. Uh, that's my thought, and we're running out of time. Anyway, have a good week. See you in seven. Good night from Toronto.